they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done in by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to every, anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Father, we pray that you would speak to us now through your word and by your spirit. From this passage, may we learn what it is to be your church community. And we pray that you'd send us home rejoicing at your goodness and encouraged to live our whole lives for you. Amen. Amen. The verse that we're focusing on from this passage today is verse 43. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. The God who we worship here today, the God who was worshipped by this church community of which we are still a part in a very long succession line, is a God of signs and wonders. A God of the impossible, the supernatural, the all the things that we don't think are possible, God does and revels in doing because it displays something of his goodness. Our God is a God of the something out of nothing. And it's easy to consign that to the past and say, well, okay, well, that was acts, but here and now, you know, God stopped working like that. Maybe he ran out of tokens or something. But I want to say to you today, God is still this God. God is still a God of signs and wonders, of the miraculous, of the impossible turnaround, of the something out of nothing. Our God has been like that through all time, creating this out of nothing, leading his people through the Red Sea, parting it before their eyes, providing food in the desert that came out of nowhere. God is a miracle-working God recorded through scripture, but then onward through church history and even here and now around the world in 2022, God is bringing signs and wonders about which testify to his goodness and work alongside the proclamation of his gospel to bring him glory. In the very last recorded words of Jesus in Mark's account of his life, Jesus says this, and these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. You often think about last words as being really significant, don't you? Famous last words, that last chance to give a message, to reiterate the most important thing to remember. Maybe it's the coach in the changing room before the team run onto the pitch saying, if you only remember one thing that I've told you, this is the thing to remember. And as Mark records it, the thing that Jesus wants to send his disciples with is a reminder that miraculous signs will accompany, some translations have it, as they will follow those who believe in me. We're not here to live a, a natural life. Life with God is supernatural because his Holy Spirit is able to do the impossible. 
and is able to do the impossible through you and through me for our blessing and for God's glory. The earliest church community, which we've read about in Acts, was known for signs and wonders. And it filled all the people who were watching their communal life with awe. How on earth can those people do that? How on earth do sick people walk into that meeting and well people walk out? What is going on? That is a place like no other. They worshipped a wonder-working God and then saw his wonder work itself out through them. Into broken bodies, into those oppressed by the devil and his demons. They saw prison doors open through worship. They saw even their shadows bring healing and restoration, even without a touch. Just their shadow walking past someone could make them well. And all around the world today, God is still at work doing this kind of thing. If Sarah was here, she was going to share some stories of things that she's seen happen in her life. A lady who was blind, having her sight restored when she was on mission in Mozambique. Making mud like Jesus did, putting it on her eyes and then watching her open them for the very first time. But even here, I remember last October, maybe November, anointing people with oil during one of our services. We'd read a passage about Jesus healing. And so we gave people the opportunity to receive that healing. And the number of people who said something was going on as you did that. One lady said that it's like everything else cleared out of my mind. The stress and the anxiety and the this and the that and the what's next. It all went. And for the time that I was in this church and then subsequently in the weeks that came... All I could think about was Jesus as her mind cleared and her eyes were fixed on him and everything else faded away. God is in the business of doing wonderful, wonderful things that go beyond our human comprehension, that can't be put down to coincidence because he wants people to see his goodness, to experience just how good a God he is. And I want this church community to be a place where this stuff happens Not so that we look good or we can put it on a website and pretend like we're the latest great thing, which we're not. But so that God might be glorified as people's lives are made whole again. As people who've got nothing pray to him and have something again. As people get out of impossible situations, approaching their own Red Sea with an enemy behind them and God parts it in front of them so that they can be freed I want to say three things really about signs and wonders and then give us a chance to think about what we might want to ask Jesus for today, believing that he can bring these things about even here and now. First thing then is that signs and wonders are ultimately an expression of God's love. 1 Corinthians 13, that passage often read at weddings before it gets to the love bit, It says, if I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I am nothing. If I have faith that can move mountains, it's a pretty big sign and wonder, but have not love, I am nothing. Oftentimes, I think humans are drawn to expressions of great power, of a display of great ability. But God's primary concern is for a display of great love. Now, these things can be used to display that love, of course, but ultimately that's what they're about. Even Lazarus, raised back from the dead, went on to die again. If he didn't know much about Jesus because of that happening, 
He got a few extra years on earth, but then died again. But in being raised to life, we trust that he saw something of the great love of Jesus. Those people who looked on that scenario said, see how Jesus loved him. And ultimately, the thing that will last, the thing that will remain is love. Signs and wonders are brilliant expressions of of God's ability and his power that he can't be contained, he can't be boxed in. But ultimately, the thing that God cares most about is love displayed to the people that are the beneficiaries of whatever sign and wonder is expressed. But also to those who surround them, their friends, their family, as they think, oh, if God could do that for them, why couldn't he do it for me? The thing to remember with all this is not to think, whoa, great power, but to think, wow, great love expressed in this way. We don't want to seek God's hand his provision, his ability, and miss God's heart. His heart for you is love. To meet you in your point of difficulty, of stress, your moment of lack, your broken body, your troubled mind, and to express his love for you by putting it back together a little better, by providing out of nothing. In one sense, the sign and the wonder is just a vehicle for God to say, here's how I feel about you. I love you. I'm for you. I want the best for you, the blessed, happy life. So remember, ultimately, that signs and wonders are an expression of God's love more than his power. Second thing then, signs and wonders are invitations to connection with God. In Matthew 7, Jesus says, Many will say to me on that day, the final judgment day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles. Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. These people came to God and said, look, we did signs and wonders in your name. We did great things, things that no other human could do. We did them. And Jesus says, away from me, I never knew you. Signs and wonders divorced from a relationship with God are meaningless. Jesus goes as far as to say that they are evil. Signs and wonders are there as an invitation to connection with God, relationship with him. The point of signs and wonders is for us to be close to God, bringing him our weakness and our lack and saying to God, be our strength and our provision. The whole point is for us to realise that we can't do it and that God can. And the moment that signs and wonders get divorced from this ongoing vital relationship with Jesus, they start to lose proportion and to verge into territory that Jesus goes as far to say is evil. So often people in scripture would see a great sign and then say, whoa, that was great. And then a few days, a page later, They've forgotten what God did. We don't want to be a people that just come for the thrill, as it were, and then forget God for the rest of the time. The point of these things is to slot into an ongoing relationship with Jesus. We're not just thrill seekers looking for the next great buzz. What can God do next? But not knowing the one that we even pray to. The point of this is ongoing connection and relationship with God. And if it starts like that in us, it will be an invitation to that for other people. 
if we pray for someone who doesn't know Jesus and something happens, the point then is to say, look, that's God's expression of love towards you. I believe that in so healing your body, he's inviting you into a relationship with him. A healed body but a broken spirit doesn't get us very far ultimately. A healed body and a healed spirit, well, that's life and eternity transforming. In scripture we see, and in church history we see, people who've seen great signs and wonders don't always want to follow God. It baffles me really. But it is the testimony of scripture and the church. I think part of it is because these things need explaining. It might seem wonderful to us and we might have been praying for it and know what we're asking God for. But to someone else, it might not really fit their radar. They might not really know what was going on. They might attribute it to someone or something else. Heidi Baker, this amazing Christian leader, leads a movement of people who are seeing thousands of people respond to Jesus in Mozambique, but also all around the world. She tells this story of a lady who died and they prayed and she was raised back to life. Now that's surely the biggest miracle of all, right? Actually, verifiably, medically dead, prayed for and then came back to life. And do you know what happened to that person? They didn't want to follow Jesus. <laughs> they were raised back to life in him and yet they said, no, nah, it's not really for me. They were not that nice a person apparently and they stayed not that nice a person. And Everyone looked at it and went, you've just had happen to you the thing that probably is the biggest miracle of all, right? But it didn't mean that it changed their heart. The power was great, but the invitation was rejected. And in one sense, the decision for that rests with them. I'm gutted, of course, because I think that God was inviting them in a big way to a relationship with him. But we've got to see that these things aren't ends in themselves. We don't seek signs and wonders so that we are a signs and wonders kind of church. We seek signs and wonders so that people can be invited into a vital, living, active relationship with God. Great power divorced from great relationship doesn't really see us get very far. It just becomes about the show. And people aren't then abiding, anchored, rooted in Jesus for the rest of their weeks. Third and final then, signs and wonders demonstrate God's incredible power. Seems obvious, but it deserves saying nothing is impossible with God. Literally nothing. God, the one that created the whole universe with a word. God who put our bodies together. God who rules over the whole of creation is able to do anything. And all the things that might be coming to your mind now, that, oh, could he really do that? Well, that seems a bit too much. God wouldn't go that far, would he? Anything. God is able to do. And signs and wonders show the world that God is able. That God really is who he says he is. That he didn't just part seas for the Israelites in Exodus. But he parts seas, he makes impossible things happen for us here and now as we follow him. That signs and wonders accompany those who believe, because that's what Jesus said before he returned to heaven. The caveat here, and the thing which we need to be really aware of, is that evil is real. God is real and the enemy, the devil, is real. And the enemy is able to do things that look like signs and wonders. 
And we need to be discerning to make sure that what we're seeking, we're getting from the right source. The enemy is prowling, trying to deceive the people that follow Jesus into a counterfeit kind of life. If he can do anything to get you away from Jesus, he will. And I don't really understand all of it. But I know that he's able to do counterfeit miracles, if you like. Things that look like signs and wonders and people might follow for a time, but actually are hollow and vacuous and do not lead us to Jesus. In Acts chapter 8, a little further on from where we've been reading, we meet this guy called Simon the Sorcerer who's been doing these amazing things without a relationship with Jesus. I don't know how, but he's accessing an evil power that I want nothing to do with, able to do sorcery, to make things happen, to conjure things that no one else could do. And he gets this great following. And then he meets the disciples who are able to do signs and wonders in the name of Jesus. And he says, that's even better than what I've got. I want some of that. But he basically wants it for the wrong reasons. He says, how much can I pay you to be full of the Holy Spirit? And they say, away from us with your money. It's not about that. It's not about putting on a show to entertain people. It's not about accessing power that we want nothing to do with that seems to be able to do these kind of things, but in a completely counterfeit, distorted and misleading way. It's about coming to Jesus in our weakness, in our lack, in our poverty, and saying, please, would you bring your power to bear in this situation again? To be really clear today, there are signs out there that look like they're from God that are not from God. There are people seeking the miraculous, the supernatural, who find it in ways that are not godly and must be avoided. Witchcraft, mediums, spiritists, horoscopes, Reiki, all that kind of stuff Avoid it with your life. The enemy is real and is using those things and other things to try and woo people towards him and away from Jesus. The only power I want in my life is the power of the Holy Spirit. Anything else, shun it, avoid it with everything that you've possibly got. If you've been involved in that stuff before, there's healing. There's protection available here and now today. All you need to do is say, sorry, Jesus, forever getting involved with that stuff. Protect me from its influence. And those chains will be cut off. I believe in God's power to do that. But never go back. Never dis distort the truth for the false thing. The truth for the lie that the enemy would come and spring. God's power is the power on display in these things. Let's not give in to the counterfeit. Let's not try and find that in any other place because we're messing with stuff that will see our lives go to ruin and not to blessing. Ultimately, these things show us God's incredible power and that's the power that we want at work in this church just like it was in the early church. These things are available us, for us today and they can be used to show us and to show Barry the goodness the power and the love of God. And can I be really honest with you before we end? I'd planned for a long time to do this talk, to go through this series and to get to Signs and Wonders at some point like today. And I think in the last week, maybe two weeks, I've seen the need for this even more than I ever have done before. The more that I get to know people in this church community, in this local community, the more I hear about people's lives 
You know that quote that says, you know, be kind to people because everyone you meet is fighting a battle that you'll never see. That truism has never been more true in my life. The people I'm meeting who are battling horrible things behind the scenes, some of which you might be able to see, but like the iceberg, most of which is below the surface, behind closed doors. We need God's power. We need his ability. We need his wonder-working power in our midst because people's lives are in need of the love and the goodness and the power of God. It might seem to you like most stuff's fine. You're with other people, they look like they've got it all together. But I'm pretty sure that every one of us here could name something where we need a sign or a wonder from God. A situation where we're like, I've got nothing. Everyone's told me it's a dead end. Nothing's going to turn around. Nothing's going to improve. Nothing's going to change. Every one of us, I'm sure, and everyone that we meet could name that thing. And I've become more and more aware of it, even in the last couple of weeks. I don't want this church to be known for signs and wonders for its own sake. As I've already said, I want it to be known for that because God is at work here. And through little bits here and there through big things and small things, through the miraculous that hopefully becomes more and more normal. He's putting the world back together how he wants it. He's putting people's lives back together how he wants them. Bill Johnson, the leader of Bethel Church in America, has seen God do amazing things for many, many years. People go there with, you know, stage four cancer diagnoses because they know it's a place where healing comes. And he tells this story about his favourite ever miracle. And at this point, everyone's thinking, oh, this must be big. (laughs) This must be one of those, you know, one for the history books kind of miracles. And he says that the favourite miracle he's ever seen was someone who came with a broken finger. Something like it was sort of set wrongly, so their finger was kind of always crooked. And they prayed for this broken finger, and then it was restored to straightness again. Now, in one sense, that's not the biggest thing they've ever seen. That isn't the Lazarus back from the dead. But he says that every time he thinks of it, he remembers that God cares about broken, crooked fingers. And he's willing to put them straight just as much as he's willing to put the massive stuff straight in our lives. All these things are expressions of God's goodness, of his love towards us. And we seek them because they're an expression of that. And they start to put the world back together in the way that God would want. I know that this community needs this. I know that I need this. I know that Barry, watching on, needs this kind of a God. The one who can answer the questions that no one else has got an answer for. Who walks with us through our suffering and then in moments of breakthrough, turns them around once and for all. I want us to be a church that's known for this because we come to God in our weakness again and again and say, please, would you provide in the way that we've seen you do before? That we know his Holy Spirit working through us now and always for our blessing and for his glory. Amen.